Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb, and this is where you'll get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise kids of character in our culture of technology and temptation. We call it Brave Parenting because we know it takes a lot of courage and hard work to stay on top of technology and then choose how to incorporate that into your family's life. So our ultimate goal here is to keep you educated and equipped to raise your tech-savvy kids. Welcome to today's show. Today, we are going to be talking about the Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why. We'll actually be doing a little bit of a series on some Netflix shows, and we're going to start with 13 Reasons Why. Its fourth season just premiered here a couple weeks ago. And so today on the show, I have Chelsea Hazel. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Of course. Chelsea has worked with Brave Parenting since its founding and a very close friend of the show. And so today we're just really going to have a conversation. We've both watched several episodes, at least, of 13 Reasons Why. I guess we should probably go into this confessing that we are not normal Netflix watchers. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, I confess that I only downloaded the free trial version so that I could do some research. Since then, Mm -hmm. my 30-day trial has ended, and I'm still doing some research. Um, But nonetheless, you did the same thing. I did, yeah. And I actually just canceled the subscription because I don't want it any longer. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you could say that we are going into this um, as moms, as, as Christian mothers, really, with that sort of bias. This isn't necessarily our normal deal, but we know that Netflix is a big part of teenagers' lives. And especially this show, it has a lot of controversy. And so we just kind of want to have a conversation about that. Um, In case you don't know, but maybe your kids are watching it. Um, Or if you have Netflix and you don't have parental controls, your kids could be watching it and you don't know that they're watching it. So definitely a place for a conversation. Now, for those who don't really know the background of 13 Reasons Why, I'm going to give you a little synopsis here. So 13 Reasons Why was actually written as a young adult novel in 2007 by Jay Asher. And it is the story of a young high school student as she descends into despair brought on by betrayal and bullying, culminating with her suicide. She details the 13 reasons why she was driven to end her life in an audio diary, which is mailed to a friend two weeks after her death. Well, the Netflix television series, 13 Reasons Why, revolves around high school student Clay Jensen. And the aftermath, of a friend and fellow high school student, Hannah Baker, and her suicide, she left behind a box of cassette tapes in which she details why she chose to end her life. So the first season really kind of follows the mold of this original storyline from the book as Clay Jensen listens to all of these audio tapes made by Hannah Baker, listing out the 13 reasons why she ended her life. The second season revolves around uh, the lawsuit that Hannah's parents launch against Liberty High School. And more information is being revealed as each individual that is listed on the tape is called to trial. It really descends down this kind of (laughs) spiral where another student decides he's going to massacre the high school at the spring fling before the hero Clay sort of talks him out of it. Season three descends even further as, as Clay and his friends are trying to cope with this um, attempt to the massacre of the school and helping him in recovery. Then at a homecoming game, Bryce Walker, another character, is murdered and Clay becomes the main suspect. 
And season four, which just debuted on June 5th, really pivots around Clay's mental health, which has been deteriorating severely due to the accumulated events over all these previous seasons, dealing with murder and trial and funerals, all of this crazy stuff all happening to these kids while they're in high school. Season four, um, really, if you read reviews, have sort of jumped the shark. You know, it's packed with just everything possible, whether or not it makes sense or not in the storyline. Everything from um, a SWAT team shooting blanks to terrorize the students at the school in this school shooting drill, as well as Clay having a breakdown, grabbing a cop's gun. One episode even features a protest staged by the students that turns into a violent altercation with police force. This was even filmed, you know, much probably much, much earlier, obviously, than when it debuted here in June of 2020. Throughout all of its various storylines, the goal of the show was really to focus on some of these hot topics that are facing our young people today, including suicide. When you watch the episodes, they do have the actors come on and say, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, you know, call these helplines. This is really just meant to sort of be a drama that's bringing to light these topics maybe in order to have a conversation about it. So some of the topics that they do touch on, and I would say that this is is pretty inclusive, this lists suicide, sexual assault, bullying, racism, jock culture, mental health, drug addiction and drug use for sure, domestic violence, homophobia, deportation, police brutality, steroid use, homelessness, HIV, abortion, and school shootings, to say the least. Okay. So Chelsea, (laughs) let's talk about this. We kind of discussed some of the big, broad topics that we felt, you know, as parents and whether or not what's going on in these shows is actual, actually real. Mm -hmm. From my reality, some of these topics are real, but I think it's hard to say that a group of high school students will be facing all of these to such a deep extent that's going on in this in this show. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's so dramatized, we get caught up in the emotion and the drama of it. And, you know, we think that we're going to have these conversations with our kids, you know, after, you know, researching it ourselves. But truly, you know, the drama takes away from the conversation that's supposed to happen because we just want to watch more and more and more and more. And so, you know, these are very serious topics to have or conversations to have with your kids, but they're not, they might not be happening because we just want to watch the show. We get caught up in the drama, the soap opera of it all. I think that's a very good point. And it's a point really with all Netflix shows that they yeah. are created to binge. They yeah. leave you on a cliffhanger. I mean, maybe every show sort of does this, you know, the, back in our day when we would have to wait, wait a week in order to watch the next episode, they still may have been cliffhangers. But with Netflix, the way it's designed is it naturally brings you right into the next episode. Yeah, it's that instant gratification mentality. You know, it's, and honestly, I even got caught up in it myself. Uh, my husband went to bed and I was like, you know, I just, I, I need to see what happens next. And, you know, I'm in my 30s. I can't do late nights anymore. <laughs> and I woke up and I felt awful the next day. And I was like, oh. I don't want to experience that. I don't want to get tricked anymore. <laughs> it's true. One of the reasons I'm canceling Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and even more so because we are adults and we know our own limitations and our own responsibilities. We can. It is. It's so easy to just get caught up in that next episode. And so much mm-hmm. more for our kids who don't have their full amount of self-control 
um, of yes. self-discipline established, how much more they can get caught up in that binge. So, you know, these kids, like all high school kids, you know, we I like to think of them as adults in training. You know, they're on the cusp of adulthood, really, at this point. And so it's maybe natural that they are, I think they are dealing with definitely topics. For sure, they're dealing with topics of bullying and mental health. We know that the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the drug use in it. There's heroin. I mean, there's lots of different type of drugs. There's themes of drug addiction in it. Yeah. That to me, while it can definitely be a conversation, I don't know if that's the what the average high school student is dealing with. Yeah, I think, and we kind of discussed this, you know, the question is, because, because I don't have kids in high school right now, my question was, once I watched this, is, is this real? Like, do kids truly experience this? Because No, if they do, then we need to close all high schools (laughs) to go back to school Um, because it's just so dangerous for everyone involved. Um, But I I was really like, I just, you know, for days, I was just left with questions. You know, how do I reconcile these like awful things that these kids have to deal with, with what it seems like no parents involved? That was the other big you know, question mark about the show is where are these kids' parents? Because when I was a teenager, my parents were like that mold in the bathroom you can't get rid of. They were just always there. And I had to go above and beyond to get away from them. Hmm. And these kids were just left to deal with these very adult issues without any guidance and wisdom from their parents. Right. I think probably made the situation as bad as they were because they didn't have anyone there. Definitely. There was, yeah, very little guidance. And not only that, I think I saw more of a theme of almost like an apathy, like, oh, you know, you're just so good and I trust you. And even though you just came home and your face is like completely yes. bleeding, I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and let you go. Like, oh, you say you're fine. Okay. Good night, sweetie. Like, that's so yeah. un- unrealistic that would just never happen. These parents, even though they were seen, like I can think of one, I think it was maybe even the first episode when the mom was like telling her to put her phone away and mm-hmm. to do her homework, I thought, yes, you know, there we go. But then mom just closed the door, went about her business and daughter snuck out and was, you know, at a yeah. park messing around with a boy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was quite taken aback by the lack of parent involvement. And then, of course, unfortunately, at the very end, you know, when she tries to reach out to an adult, you know, it's the adult it's kind of like the adult lets her down and there's no guidance and there's no wisdom from adults. And so it makes us, it makes us appear as, uh, as if we're untrustworthy to our teenagers who watch this, like, Mm -hmm. well, they don't have any answers anyway. So why should we even go to them? We just need to solve these problems on our own. And right. You know, that's just the complete opposite of what's true about parenting. (laughs) Right. We've been through it. Come to us. (laughs) Right. Well, if not even that, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not your mom and dad, but it can be another trusted adult. There are definitely, Mm Um, trusted Mm -hmm. adults, whether they be teachers, whether they be counselors in your school, there's someone else other than your parents. And I think that is the conversation that we can take away from a show like this is our kids are watching this type of dramatizations of their lives and taking away the fact that I don't need adults and they're stupid. I just need maybe social media. I can get my answers, you know, online um, and through my peers. That's really all that I need. But a conversation we can have with our kids is, hey, even if you don't want to come talk to me, here are other adults. I'll just give you their mm-hmm. names and their phone numbers that you could go mm-hmm. talk to if you ever have a topic that you yeah. just need to speak in confidence to. I personally think yeah. that's a great idea. 
Because the reality is our kids aren't going to feel comfortable talking to us about everything, no matter how many conversations you have and how much of an open, trusting relationship you have. There's always Mm -hmm. a fear of coming Mm -hmm. to your parents with certain topics. So I think that that could be really a good takeaway is is really Mm -hmm. making sure our kids know that their adults can be trusted. So Mm -hmm. another topic that I think is important to touch on is um, sort of the hookup culture and the casual sex that goes on. I know that this is definitely a part of our culture. One look at social media or just any media for that matter, you can see um, girls are definitely overly sexualized. Um, They're sexualizing Mm -hmm. themselves by posting pictures and, and videos, whether it be on Instagram or TikTok, of wearing almost very little clothing. But as we see mm-hmm. in the show, this is some of the main reasons why Hannah committed yeah. suicide, why she took her right. life. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Hannah Baker doesn't come off as a character who is overly sexualized. You know, her dress in the show is very mm-hmm. kind of like, I would say kind of like punk rockerish, you know. And so, you know, I think probably that's where a lot of girls might empathize with Hannah Baker is like, I'm not this girl, but I'm already assumed to be this type of girl because other girls have amplified this type of culture um, Mm -hmm. that I'm easy and I'll do what you want. And boys respond to it. You know, they're sinful as the girls are sinful. And then, then you get characters like Bryce who assume they can just do whatever they want with girls because that's what girls like. And it's just this downward spiral. The hookup culture is perpetuating the um, the sexual assaults that we're seeing, I think, in high schools. Mm-hmm. I think it's a conversation for sure, you know, whether it's focused yeah. on this show or not, that we need to have with our sons and daughters is our, yeah. we can't assume that in order to be cool, we have to show off our bodies. And we can't assume yeah. that every girl is that way. They are showing off their bodies or they are going to send a nude if you ask. Or they, mm-hmm. that they all want to have, you know, sex in high school. This is a really, really terrible assumption on both ends for both girls and for guys. You know, to mm-hmm. teach our sons and daughters that this is not how we treat the opposite sex. This is not how we respect them. It's not definitely not how we're honoring God with our bodies. Um, mm-hmm. That's a really important conversation. And if you've not had that, I think, before they get to high school, then now is definitely the time, you know, it is definitely not too late. Um, Those seeds can still be planted and, and sown in in order to establish more of a a moral value and a respect for the, for others, because you can see the guilt and the shame that it brings. I mean, that is definitely portrayed in the drama and in the, in in the series. So it's not like it's completely free and clear without any emotion Mm -hmm. tied to it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and you know that's where we all just get so confused. We think a sex can be emotionless, and that's just a such a lie from Satan himself mm-hmm. that sex is emotionless because it's full of emotion. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So that's definitely, I think, um, a conversation. I think not only is it a conversation, but I think our kids really need accountability from us. Like we mm. saw very little parent involvement with mm-hmm. what was going on in the show, but we can, you know, we can be involved. We can be looking at our kids' Instagram accounts or TikTok videos that they may be posting. And if they are really over-sexualizing themselves or, you know, responding uh, to others that are over-sexualizing themselves, definitely Mm -hmm. a conversation to have and not allow that. I mean, really, I think that that's really where parents can make a 
a good firm stand is that we are not going to put ourselves publicly on this. You know, we know the shame that it can bring and the hookup culture, even the rape, um, sexually assault yeah. that it can perpetuate. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. this is actually probably a much bigger topic going on yeah. in, in high schools than, say, drug, u- drug use mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. of the other you know, topics. I think mental health is, is definitely a big part, but I think that they all can, you know, some of these things are very much tied together. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. thing I would say is the topic of like murder and hiding up murder is completely unrealistic in this show. <laughs> this is not something our high schoolers are probably dealing with. I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I would hope not. I think that what they miss in this show, and maybe we, you would probably agree, is the actual reality of what our high schoolers are stressed about. Yes, they're stressed about relationships and their heart and it's depressing and ang- they're causing, you know, anxiety because of the cultural topics that are going on, school shootings, racism, all of that. But I think they're missing mm-hmm. one of the core things, which is just the stress of actual school, college, mm-hmm. grades, competition, um, whether it be mm-hmm. in athletics or scholastic. I mean, those are completely, I think, a mess in, in this series. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Kelly. The amount of pressure that's put on children to succeed, and it's kind of talked about with the one character. She um, she's on like student council, I believe. I forget her name right now, but you know she manages to like do everything. You know, check all the boxes. And one one boy mm-hmm. says, "Well, I can't get into trouble because I have like a four point two GPA, and I you know I have to." I have to succeed. And it's kind of talked about, but it's not really and that amount of pressure, which we, I mean, this has been a conversation for years in America mm-hmm. that the amount of pressure that's put on teenagers to succeed is backbreaking, you know, mind breaking mm-hmm. um, for most yes. of these kids. And so then they escape into maybe the hookup culture or into drugs or into bullying just to Alcohol. release. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of that, just to release themselves from that pressure Yes, absolutely. I think that that is is definitely a takeaway. There is a lot of stress, you know, on our kids. And so what we can do as parents is to Mm -hmm. not really put them up to such a high bar academically, you know, to get into a certain college, to get a certain SAT score. I think we all know our kids and how much pressure they can actually handle in regard to that. So I think that's Mm -hmm. definitely more of a of a takeaway we can all learn from from this series. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to it, I have my own opinion. Chelsea, let's hear yours. This show is rated TV mature, which really means like 17 plus. But we have a mm-hmm. lot of young people watching this. Um, unless mm-hmm. you have parental controls, as I mentioned before, you can watch this without any problem if you're 12, 13. Would you recommend this series for parents or teenagers to watch? No, absolutely not especially not for teenagers, you know, there's a scene where the the main character chooses to like masturbate and there is nudity. And I didn't realize those scenes were coming and they did. And I was like, bah, you know, and I had to fast forward them really quickly because I, I didn't want to expose myself to that. I think the dramatization of these topics, which are, should be vital, like very important conversations that are going on in people's homes. I think, unfortunately, the dramatization it's what Jerry Bridges would call vicarious immorality. You know, we secretly enjoy reading or exposing ourselves to sexual misconduct or the tabloids or whatever it is. And so 
while these conversations are very, very, very important to have with your children, unfortunately, the dramatization is taken away from those those conversations. And so we get caught up in the vicarious immorality of it all. And we want to, you know, secretly enjoy these binges and its content. Wow. No, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to teenagers. I really wouldn't even recommend it to parents because if we know these topics exist, why do we have to expose ourselves to the shock and awe of the TV Mm -hmm. series in order to start the conversation? Absolutely. I fully agree with you on that. After watching some of that first season, I really, I felt like, I don't know, I just kind of felt disgusted. (laughs) That's really the best way I can describe it. It is not something at all that made me feel good. It made me really just have all kind of weird thoughts and questions. And Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say it brought up fears or whatnot, but it was just sort of disgusting. I just did not feel good (laughs) about the way that the dramatization was done. I felt like it was completely unrealistic. And I sort of shuddered that any of my kids could have possibly watched any of this. Yeah. Scripture is truth in what it says that, you know, it's from our hearts. It's the wellspring of life. And so Solomon encourages us to guard them, guard your hearts, because everything flows from it. And so when we watch these things and experience them, we're exposing our hearts to these ideologies and these beliefs and these emotions and issues. And and for a child who doesn't know scripture and can't filter this through objective truth, you know, it can just be a very downward spiral. Thankfully, as adults, we were able to filter it through scripture. And I, you know, one of the the phrases from this show that came back to me over and over again, and it's kind of repetitive, is you made me do this. Hannah Baker was explaining her reasons why, and it was you made me do this. For adults, we have objective scripture to filter that phrase through, knowing that we have control over our emotions and choices over whether or not we do things. But for a child who doesn't have objective scripture, that could be a downward spiral for them. You know, there's so many um, real life topics that a child empathizes with in the series that they might empathize with that phrase. And that should very much scare us as parents. You don't ever want a child to empathize with with that type of belief or um, ideology or or even feeling because it just gives way too much power to the people around you, to the bullies. And like I said, as adults, we can filter it. But for a child, Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like it's perpetuating this victim mentality. It's yes, I'm not in control. Everybody's in control of me. And they're sort of my puppet master. I'm just this victim. That everybody's yeah. forcing to do something. Yeah, that absolutely yeah. is a dangerous yeah. place to be and a dangerous yeah. place for us to be leading our kids as they enter yeah. into adulthood. Yeah. You know, the the oppressor-oppressed mentality is a big conversation right now in America. And, you know, it can be applied in so many different situations, especially in this one. And, you know, I've heard it in counseling. I know I've heard it elsewhere that you're more than the, your circumstances. But unfortunately, for these children, it's their circumstances that define them. And that's not what we want our kids to believe about themselves. Mm. Um, Definitely. So I agree. It's TV mature. I think there should, you know, if you have Netflix, you should have um, a block. If you have teenagers in your house where they should not be able to access this TV mature content, 13 plus, 14 plus may be better. I'll be honest, we're going to talk about some other shows that are in that range that are in my opinion, it's just as bad as 13 Reasons Why. But definitely, and if you don't know how to do that, 
You can go to braveparenting.net and we have a whole blog post about how to put those Netflix parental controls onto your subscription to Netflix so that it's going to apply wherever your kids are watching Netflix. Well, this has been awesome. I think it's a really important conversation, Chelsea, that we've had. Thank you so much for your input, Chelsea. Oh, it's great. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Of course. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you missed anything in the show, you have more questions or you want to discuss something that you know about 13 Reasons Why or Netflix, please email us at podcast at braveparenting.net for an in-depth look at how you can build strong character using the technology that kids love. Pick up a copy of our book, Managing Media, Creating Character, available on Amazon. And hey, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review, whether you're listening on Google, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast, where we believe that character is greater than media, and every child needs a brave parent willing to set a new standard, even on Netflix. Until next week. Go and be brave.